sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Oh my goodness, we had a wonderful week last week. It was filled with music and joy. We started on Sunday, just totally engulfing the whole Irish customs and traditions. And I want to reach down. I'm just going to look down like this. Isn't that cute? Because we're on Zoom, I see you. It's kind of like the Brady Bunch. I looked down and I see Richard Ellsworth. And he was the musician last week. For St. Patty's, Patty's Day, and we, I, I, I didn't actually even overeat. That was a wonderful thing. Uh, but I had uh, the traditional foods probably all week. It was wonderful. <laughs> Any place we want, oh, I'll have that. I ate a lot of sauerkraut, too. That's good for your stomach, especially when it's homemade. Richard Ellsworth, Mountain Sage Healing, you were killing it last week. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. So how good was that last week? Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. We had a, a whole bunch of, of dancers that showed up, a whole bunch of musicians, and more than we've ever had, just all gathered together. And uh, it was so much fun. There was a, there was an audience that spontaneously gathered, and they got a, a free Irish dance lesson while they were there. And um, it was really just an incredible experience, and especially for the passersby who had absolutely no idea um, that they were going to get a nice little St. Patrick's Day treat. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was an absolutely amazing St. Patrick's Day. Then we also had a visit from the Baron here because we started the festivities on Sunday at my house. Every Sunday from two to four, your group gets together, um, here in the driveway. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but the way the house is positioned, actually, we just get a lot of people driving by and then we had cul-de-sac. Yeah, kind of a cul-de-sac area. And we had one VIP guest. We had the Baron, and that was exciting. So shouts out to the Baron. We love you. We miss you. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm so happy he's enjoying his retirement. So that was a fun week, Richard. Thank you so much. So I'm going to give my gratitude to you. And he's popping in here right now. Also, I have to give it to Anthony Rodriguez because he helped me paint my house. And let me tell you something. That's a friend. You know, it's kind of like we did a little Huck Finn thing because, you know, I was just making a mess of everything. You know what I mean? And somebody went in there and took charge of the project. So, and Anthony Rodriguez, we, I love you. And uh, you're going to be jumping on. It's so nice when somebody talks to you behind your back and you don't even know when somebody's giving you praise and love. Um, Dominique, who do you love? Oh, I want to give a shout out. This is going to sound funny. But um, I was on the phone and I walked into a store, the Vons, and I forgot to pull my mask up. And one of the Vons manager pointed out to me, hey, mask, mask. So I really appreciated that. It was a, a mistake. I didn't mean not to have my mask on. So a shout out to the manager at Vons for thank not you. Not arresting you? No. Nice. <laughs> he nice. had a smile on his face. Nice. And, and it was obvious because the mask was around my neck. And yeah. so I, I just appreciate that. I know. See, I, I wasn't there. But I, if it was me and I did that, it would be security aisle three. Security aisle three. Three. Yeah, I just appreciate everyone's patience as we're, you know, working in our, our COVID period and uh, just working together. So much appreciated. Nice. All right. Here we go. Christine Marie, look at this. You were away. Now you're back now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I was putting, I was getting my names. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Paul and Kathy Shields and their three beautiful sons. They're this, the incredible family that owns the um, Savoy Deli. 
uh, oh, downtown. Oh, Savoy Deli. Nice. Yeah, they, such, uh, they, you know, when everything was shut down, they actually, you know, sold toilet paper when nobody could get it. You know, there were things where they, if you knew, you know, they've just been such a support to our community and they offer such good food and such a hub of, of um, I don't know, love. community love. and love. Yeah, love. hub of love. Okay. That's Savoy Deli Cafe. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them. They're always so kind. It, where's the Savoy located, Christine? Oh, it's down on Figueroa Street between uh, State and Chapala. And I'll tell you, it's just been such a joy to watch the boys grow up, too, because the boys are becoming young men now, you know, and they started as younger boys. And it's just such a neat thing to watch the whole family and the whole restaurant evolve. It's just been really lovely. Super. Great shout out. I love that. All right, Richard Ellsworth, who do you want to give some love to? Because this is our little love hub right here. <laughs> uh, I, I would just like to express a, a whole bunch of gratitude to, to all of the, the dancers that, that came to the, the, uh, the Irish thing last week that, that we put on. I mean, it was just such a, such a great turnout and a whole bunch of little kids came and were dancing and then, you know, they, they brought their, their parents with them to, to enjoy and, um, it, it just really warmed everyone's hearts to, to, to see, you know, little kids having such a good time and carrying on a, a tradition that's, that's been passed down for, for so many generations. Uh, so beautiful. Super. All right, Ed Langlow, bringing it up, bringing it up, baby. Which, which, what, what shout out? What shout out do you have for the love? I'd like to give a shout-out to my better half, Terry, who is going in for an EEG today. And I hope uh, everything works out well, comes out clear for her. So good luck, Terry. I hope hope things go well. Nice. Nice. Don Sanders, what do you got to say? I am going to give a shout-out to uh, most of you probably don't know this phenomenal carpenter that's built and maintained and reinforced things in your area there for, for uh, years and years, Jeff Robinson and his able-bodied assistant, Davis Pitzer, who's a second generation carpenter from uh, Maui. And uh, th- these guys are always busy and always doing stellar work. There's all kinds of things around you that you've probably never known they were maintaining. Beautiful, very nice. Dr. D. Richard Dugan. I am going to send a shout out to the folks at Lighthouse Coffee. I had lunch there the other day. And for the first time in my life, not that it was a foreign thing, the uh, avocado on toast with a lot of other stuff on it. It was absolutely delicious. Washed it down with a delicious hot chocolate. Uh, it was oh, just, wow. it was just night. And and what was funny was, I was gonna go there, and I'm thought, boy, I've never been there before. And as soon as I walked up, going, no, you've been here before. <laughs> this isn't your first time. But it was really good. I I actually enjoyed sitting outside. It was nice and cool. There was a light breeze, so sitting in the sun was really comfortable. So, I have to say that eating having that kind of a meal and it was light it wasn't heavy it was just it was really nice so shout out to lighthouse coffee on chapala 700 block beautiful, beautiful. all right i can dig it all right we're wait. i think we're gonna have a couple more people pop up there he is the timing couldn't have been better all right so we have to rewind a little anthony rodriguez is in the house and anthony you're going to start off uh right after break but i wanted you to know before we go to break 
that I gave my love and gratitude to you this week for helping me paint the house. Okay? I just need you to know that. You are the man. I adore you. All right? If you want to give a shout to anyone, to give a shout to anybody so we can go to break, any, any, any individual person. Yeah, actually, we want to give a shout out to my wife for dealing with me, putting up with me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we love you. All right. Let's, let's take a little break, and Anthony's going to come up uh, right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Anthony Rodriguez. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Okay. For, for those who don't know you, I can't even imagine if anybody in this town doesn't know you. But for those who don't know you, why don't you tell them what you're up to right now and then segue into. Um, something really important that we touched on at the beginning of the year, and um, I'm just going to give it to you, Anthony. So let's take take it away. All right. So I'm Anthony, and I'm with the uh, Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. I am the Operations and Disaster Services Specialist, and my job is to teach our uh, staff how to be prepared at home, at work, and um, you know, basically, and have stuff in their car. Also, uh, to train our our staff as CERTs, as community emergency response teams, which we did for the very first time. We graduated a total of 32 people uh, for wow. the very first time for uh, Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. So we have our own CERT team. Um, we have some more classes coming up for CERTs and our volunteers. So um, it, that's super exciting. And um, yeah, so I mean, we just do a lot of disaster preparedness stuff, um, how to prepare, respond, and how to recover which is really, really important. A lot of people uh, always forget about the recovery, um, but that's basically the first goal that you always have to have in your mind. You wanna be able to recover fast. So how are you gonna do that? Well, less stress, being prepared might take a little bit of time, but it's okay. You can take your time with it. And you don't have to get go out and buy a backpack from, I don't know, a full backpack that has all this kinds of stuff because it's not made to you. You wanna put your, your kit together to make it for you specifically. What do you like? What don't you like? What would what would um, calm your your nerves during a disaster? I mean, it could be anything. Do you have kids? Well, what what are you going to bring with them? Are you going to have toys? Are you going to have cards? You know, how are you going to keep them entertained? Because let me tell you, if they're not entertained, they're going to give you a headache, right? That's just the way it is. That's that's normal. I mean, even though we always give headaches anyways, but um, you know, just so, being prepared. I want to you really fast here, Anthony. This is we just added this to our disaster kit. It's a case of playing cards. There's multiple decks in here, and I know it's kind of crazy because we had, we had a conversation around Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and I said, so, come January with this COVID thing, it doesn't look like it's going to be ending anytime soon. So let's make bucket lists, lists of things that we've actually never even thought about because 
it's almost like we're in a container. So let's let's think about things that we haven't done. And, and this thing came up as far as a disaster. I like it how you say disaster because there's we've had, we faced the Santa Barbarians, we've had fire, we've had flood, and thank God, not God, we haven't had any earthquakes in our lifetime. Most of the people here that have experienced anything major, but I think it's so important. I'm so grateful. So if we can go from the beginning uh, as of what we should have in our kit right now, and maybe give us three or four things to work on to this work week. on this week, or or whatever you suggest, because you're you're the you're the special. <laughs> well, I mean, for sure you got to have water, so you have to have one gallon per person per day, you know. Or if somebody likes to drink nothing but water, like my nephew does, you got to have a lot of water. Even though, yeah, it's it's really heavy, but that's really really important. Um, one place that you can get backup water, just in case there is no water, is where. Your water heater. You can use the the water out of your water heater. Another thing that you can use. People. I was, it wasn't toilet. Because <laughs> the first thing that came in. Not, now, the not the toilet, but not the bowl. Yeah. The reservoir. Okay. The reservoir. Okay. Just just remember that. Um, it's it's yeah. really important. And sometimes people they fill up their their bathtubs if they have bathtubs. Um, you know, it just it just depends. Uh, remember not to turn off your gas unless you hear it, see it, or smell it. Why? Because if your gas is okay and somebody else is not, but you turn off your gas, you got to wait till the gas company comes and turns it back on. Why? Because they have to take all, check all your pilots. And that could take weeks and you turn it off for no reason. Right? So that, and learning how to do that. Another thing that you, it's very important for you guys to start doing is... Uh, Can I pass on? I, I've, had the, I've had the gas line get hit at our house mm. and you hear it. It is a high-pitched hissing sound and um and and you you know you you will know if your gas got hit and then it also smells right yes like rotten eggs no like rotten eggs so you guys got to keep that in mind another thing that you have to know how to do is turn off your water and shut and put, turn it back on right and then also your electrical panel is your electrical panel labeled probably not right so you need yeah. to start thinking about that. You need to label that that electrical panel. So those that is actually your guys's um, your homework for for the week is know where your main utilities are, how and how to shut them off, and make sure you have a tool to shut them off. And if you don't, go somewhere to go purchase one. They're really cheap. And just taking the time to look and, and putting it in your kit and putting one right at right next to your yeah. gas meter and stuff like that. So make sure you have food, non-perishable food. Um, make sure at least three days, um, battery powered or a hand crank radio, either one, hand crank radios come up, they're pretty cool. They have uh, chargers for your phones and everything like that. Uh, flashlights, first aid kit, um, whistle, everybody forgets about a whistle, but if you are trapped in a building, use a whistle. If you have a whistle on you, use, have a, use a whistle because if you start screaming, you're going to wear yourself out. So yeah. it's easier and it's a lot louder. Um, you know, try to see if you can get those okay signs. So if there is a disaster, you're okay, put that in your window. So when the fire department drives by, they know you're okay and they can move on to somebody that may not be, you know. Oh, and, I like that. Yeah, so those are really cool to have. Um, you know, I supply them here for, for our staff and for um, anybody that we train. So if anybody needs some, we can definitely give you guys some. But, um, you know, remember in your car, a lot of us are always in our cars. Do you have water in your car? Do you have toilet paper in your car? Toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. I can't stress that enough. Make sure you got toilet paper. Um, a regular bucket can be used as a, as a toilet. You know, yes. you have to think out of the box. 
You really have to yes. think out of the box because when it's a disaster, hey, it's whatever you got in front of you, that's what you're going to have to use either to save somebody's life or to be able to, to survive during this disaster. So those are things to keep in mind. Another thing too Beautiful. is your contacts, right? You make sure you got those contacts, not just in your phone, but written down or typed up yes. or on a flash drive. Um, just always keep that in mind in your important documents. Never forget that because still to this day, people are missing that. Yes. Um, I we've always had a tradition in our family that because uh, we're in California, we have someone on the East Coast that we contact. So my brother is our contact point because we figure the phone lines are going to be crazy in California if something happens. So we'll all be calling my brother and he'll be our, our hookup point to know that everybody's OK. Yep, That's exactly right. If you have somebody out of state, that's what you want. But if you don't. As long as they're up over 100 miles away, then, hey, if that's all you got, then that's what you got to use. But that's your hub. That's your, that's your point of contact. So, um, and remember, if you want to get a hold of somebody during a disaster, text. Why? Because that text will continue to keep on trying to go through until it actually does. So if that phone call, it only, it's only going to try just to that point that you're on the phone. But other than that, it doesn't continue to try to call. So just keep those little things in mind. Very important. How far do those are, are distance on like, I don't know what you call them. You call them walkie talkies. Like are they, are they high tech now and they go miles or no? There's a lot of, there's, there's so many different kinds. I mean, there, yeah. there's some from three miles all the way to, yeah, a long ways, a long ways. Okay. But those are like for the fire department, police department. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, there is uh, the ones that you can buy for like the home. I think there's some that are like 30 miles or 20 miles. But they're pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, they're pretty expensive, but it's it's something to get it to invest in. You know, it really is. I mean, especially the area that we're at, we don't go that far. You know, our, our area is not that big, so you know, anything that you can have and learn how to use the radio, very mm -hmm. important because you guys, if you don't know how to use that radio, you can either interfere with the police department, fire department, or um, you will try to talk and you only get half of what the person said. So learn yeah. how to use uh, how to use the radio and speak on the radio. Mm. Yeah, excellent. That was good. That's a lot of good chatter right there, Anthony Rodriguez. Thank you so much. Let's just try to make an end date to this. As, as far as everything that you said, get this next week. But let's have it all put to put to bed by say, I don't know, the fifteenth of April, because this way it's the first quarter of the year and you're ready. You know, you're ready. So you rotate these things in what quarterly every six months? What? Every, when you, when you, when you do the time change, you know, when the time change happens, that's when you have to yeah. check your kit, right? That's a good right. way to remember is time change. Check your kit. You know, Got it. Make sure that you have your um, smoke detectors and your other detector. Make sure they're not a combo though, because gas is heavy. That's low and smoke is light. It raises. So if you buy a combo, it's not going to work correctly. So you have to buy the two separate ones. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. Excellent. Anybody have any questions before we go to break? Nobody? He's wait, such wait. a good No. Wait, wait. What I do have, will you go through the things we're supposed to have this week really quick, the four things? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, this week, I mean, I want you to go ahead and make sure you have water, food, first aid kit, and a whistle. Homework is though, homework is your electrical panel, your water, your know where your water heater is at and where your water is, turn it off. And then your gas meter. 
no uh, have a tool next to it because if you need to turn off the gas and you ain't got no tool then you're gonna be in some trouble right so, you know i was thinking anthony yeah. real quick before we go to break you know if you live in an apartment okay this is great if you're a homeowner but you know half of the city lives in um you know communities so do you think that these communities should maybe have a meeting or say hey we need to like check in on each other you know Absolutely. some go ahead i'm sorry Absolutely. No, you, you have to. So that's really important. So if there's any um, people that live in mobile homes or, um, you know, uh, closed communities, it's very important. Whoever's uh, in charge, you have to reach out to, um, you know, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to the cities. Um, we, we do presentations. We can go do presentations. We can do presentations through Zoom um, and teach you how you and your community um, can be prepared together as a team, because that's the best way to do it. That's the only way to do it. You know, know yeah. where your gas is because it may not be right there, especially if you live in an apartment building. Which one is your gas meter? You don't want to turn anybody else's gas off if it's not, you know, if it's not yours, right? That Somebody's going to get yeah. mad. So take that time to go up to the manager and say, hey, which one is my gas meter? You know, make sure that it has the number on there. You know, a lot of them do, a lot of them don't. So you have to be proactive because it's our responsibility as community members for us to be prepared because the fire department, police department, everybody else, they're going to be too busy trying to help the people that are seriously, seriously injured and, you know, build buildings and hospitals and schools, if it's school, uh, if school is in session, those are their priorities. You know, they have to go do a size up before they even can, ha can help somebody out. So there's a lot yeah. of things that they have to do before they can even do, um, go out and save other people. So keep that in mind. It's our responsibility. We have to take care of ourselves. It's not the county's responsibility. It's our responsibility. So go out and find out the school's plan if you have kids. Find out your your uh, city's plan if uh, if you live in whatever city you live in, and learn how to how to do first aid. Be part of the cert team. Be part of the listos team. You know it's your responsibility, and they're lessons that that you know they're life lifelong. You know the skills. yeah, and you can save yeah. a life. Yeah. Yep, and sometimes just in a second. So what more can yeah. you ask for? Do you have any yeah. um, uh, classes coming up, Anthony? Because we'd like to post those. Yeah, I have. I am planning to have a class in April. In nice. April, very good. Yeah. All right, let us know. I'm sorry. An eight eight week class. Eight week class. Okay, starting in April. Then you get a certificate. You get a certificate and you get a kit. <laughs> and a kit, a certificate and a kit. Nice. This is nice. I like it. All right. This is good intel. All right. So I'll post all that information on Team Sports Radio. Let's take another little break. When we get back, we've got the Queen of Happy, Dominique Hackett, after these messages. <laughs> Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. 
Graham. Well, thank you again, Anthony. Next up, we have Dominique Hackett. Well, b- before I uh, talk about what I want to talk about, Anthony, can I ask a quick question? Can teens attend your CERT class? Oh, absolutely. We have teen CERT. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. So it's, okay. It's awesome. They, I love teaching teen CERT. We'll, we'll, we'll pass that on so that our teens can get involved. So um, I uh, have two of my kids are in college right now. And one of my children was talking to me about their ADHD and how they are currently handling, especially during this time of COVID, um, how they're trying to get all their schoolwork done. And they talked to me about something, a new concept. They call it body double. I'm like, body double? What the heck is that? Mm-hmm. And, and um, what it is is they figured out that for some teens with ADHD, just having another person either in the room or have them on Zoom where they can see their face literally helps teens with ADHD focus and be able to get their homework done and concentrate on their studies. And um, there's a hypothesis about why this is the case. It could be the mirror neurons in the brain are taking advantage of Mm. another, the presence of another person. And so that's adding support to what it is that the teen is trying to work on and study on. But yeah, they call it body doubling. So somebody calls up and says to you, hey, can you be my body double? What that means is it's not that you need to engage with them and ask them questions about what they're studying, but rather just being present. And so you can be studying and doing your own work, but your smiling face is there and it's helping someone with ADHD be able to be present to what they're working on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, learn something new today. Neat. Well, I can tell you from a person who has it, um, ADHD, you don't want, the last thing you want on the planet is to be alone in a room. You, you, you have to be doing something. You have to, to, to just to just sit there alone. That's uh, the energy that you, we get. I guess I, we feed off of leaky energy. And you don't have to do anything. You could be doing something else. But the knowingness of knowing that there's another being in your space is, is well, for me, it was, it was always helpful. So p- part of what they're finding with ADHD is that um, for, for people who don't have ADHD, if you're uh, wanting to do something, say you're focusing on a math assignment, your brain has this linear process to get the math problem done. But if you find uh, when you sit down to do your math, your mind starts thinking about English and biology and Spanish, and it's unable to focus on the math problem in front of you, that means that um, simply your brain is accessing lots of information instead of just a small amount of information. So it's actually can be looked at as a superpower. You're making all these wonderful connections, but you got to get the math assignment done. So teens with ADHD have to learn various ways to focus. And one of them is simply having somebody else in the room with you or on Zoom with you to help you focus. Nice. All right. Well, we have a teacher in the house. Thank God. I'm sure she could add Christine Marie. What say you? Uh, Well, what came to my mind was um, when I was a preschool teacher and I worked with younger children, that was the perfect... um, 
utilization for my special type of ADHD in terms of I have this thing where I have to be aware of everything that's happening all around. And, and so to make sure, and, and I, you know, and to focus on what I'm doing as well. So it was like for me and also other work, other jobs that I've had, that has come in so handy. Um, I don't know if it, I don't, you know, I did fine in school and, and whatnot, but that, that the capacity to kind of have, like have to pay attention of what, to what's happening to so many things actually becomes a really incredible gift. So even though it might be a challenge right now for any of you young people out there, know that you can actually channel it into something that really works for you and works for the community and for wherever it is that you might be working. Yeah. Anything you have, dyslexia, ADHD, any kind of seeming learning disability, you can turn it into your superpower. Yeah, yeah. That's what I I think there's sometimes... I think as a teacher for myself, what I really felt that the, the, the children with ADHD and ADD and all these other things were coming into the school system to tell us was that we're teaching in the wrong, like our structure needs to change for teaching human beings. Not everybody learns in the same way. And um, I had the capacity to learn any way that you would throw at me, right? That was my ADHD. But other people don't have that. And, and some people are auditory learners and some people are visual learners and some people are they have to write it down to learn it or they have to see it written down. And so there's so many different, uh, some, um, some are kinesthetic learners, right? Where you have to feel it in your body. I think the education that I, the form that I felt addressed all of those. So just so they would have everybody on the page was um, the Waldorf education, the Waldorf teach um, Waldorf education. When I learned that, so I really understood that so many things need to be addressed in education and i felt that the, the and i really do feel that 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 education is shifting um my godson has a bit of that a bit of a um you know he can't pay attention or he has to jiggle or wiggle and and in his school they just put him in the back room and let him wiggle and jiggle right if that's what he needs and so i think and so that was very supportive for him but, but rather than being told be still be quiet you know do it do it this way well, I like what you said, Christine, in that the whole model of our educational system, and Dominique brought this up a few shows ago, is just to really integrate the, our kids and our teens into the workplace. But the workplace has changed yeah. because now we're competing against AI technology. So like the bell rings, we go to the next place. I mean, Dominique, you say it best, how you how you uh, get the whole workforce. Well, and I think Ed can speak to it too, that uh, school public school originally started because parents went into factories. So the idea was, let's prepare the children to be workers in a factory. Yeah. Right, see, so things have changed. And I, and I hope, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna get into the politics of what's going on right now, open schools, closed schools, or whatever, it's, it's all different. But I just hope when it comes back to when we get to the new normal, um, I don't think we'll ever get back. I think technology and I think online learning is never gonna go away. So I think that's a good thing because that's going to cause less bullying for a lot of the kids out there uh, that just can learn that way and they're exploding because they don't have the pressure of the social integration. So I think that's, I think all of this, once it all, when the sun comes up and all the dust settles, it's going to be, this is what happens anytime there's change, right? We have to drop something, make a mess, and then we sweep it up. Ed, what say you? Can I just add something? Oh, no. Oh, Ed, you're um, muted, you're muted. 
I think it's frozen. There. I pushed the space bar, but it didn't work. Um, we are headed into a different environment. We are heading into uh, more robotic, even in my trade with the fabricating sheet metal ductwork and things. It's, it's done with a plasma cutter and a, a computerized brake and, and shear. So they're basically robots. They're taking over my trade. That doesn't mean that there isn't a need for mechanics and people with skills that, that aren't being taught in the schools. Uh, we have certainly gone through changes where, like you say, you went from a farm life to a factory life. Now we're, we're switching into another phase, but it, it's unfortunate that a lot of these skills are not being taught in our schools to prepare kids, if for nothing else, a vocational training. More vocation, I don't care if you're not going to be a mechanic, you still need to learn what you're going to do for a living when you get out of school. And, I, and it matches up with a lot of kids' skill sets. That is their superpower. So, yeah. no, they don't want to be. I mean, I have two sons. One was an academic, um, settled in great. I think I think got one B plus in his whole life. And and then I had another one that just wanted to be back. He wanted a job. He wanted to make money. And he's doing really well. They're both doing really well. So you, not it's not a one-fit-all thing. So I agree with you 100%, And we need vocation, vocation, vocation. Most For our teens, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yes. We, my, my instructor, my one of my apprenticeship programs that I attended, our instructor made an interesting comparison. He said, look, if you go to work right out of high school, you're going to start making X amount of money. And he took the actual pay rates and he started adding them up. He said, now, if you went to college, you're actually going to pay for your tuition. You're going to not be in the workforce for five years or so. And he, then he added up, how long does it take to catch up? And he came up with this age of like 40 before the college graduate catches the worker. And of course, then he sails past with a higher rate of income. But it's, it was an interesting thing to look at. And it's an interesting thing maybe for a high school student to be exposed to and say, these are your choices. This is what's going to happen. So might even encourage them to stay in school to know that in their later years, they're going to be better off, even though they went to college and not get a job like their friend did and bought a new car and so on. And they get envious of that. Yeah. All right. We've got to take another break, but we're going to get to the youngest student in the house at, uh, Richard Ellsworth used a full-time job, full-time school. What, what, what do you say? What do you think about that? You're doing both at the same time, and you have your own business, and you're a, a fiddle instructor. You, you're doing it all. Are you sleeping? Yeah, no. <laughs> nope, no sleep. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's very, very tricky um, to, to, to balance everything and um, what, what I find is, is a technique that I that I use a lot that that also works for for ADHD as we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's called linking, and and what I do is I create a visual image in my mind of a file cabinet with folders that are all different colors, and I visualize that folder and that color of that folder as I'm learning information pertaining to a particular subject, and I just file it away in that folder. So then when I go back in my mind and I have to go back or switch topics, I just picture that color and automatically I'm in that folder accessing that information. Um, so that's, that's been one of the things that has really helped me keep on track. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, that's a smart little thing. I, I think Sherlock Holmes is doing something like that. Definitely. <laughs>
Well, continuous learning is, is what it's about. And like I say, vocation and all the new changes that are coming. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. We love our teachers. And of course, we love our teens. Let's take another little break. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with Ed Langlow. And if only I'd known after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Ed Langlow. And if only I'd known. What say you this week, Ed? Thank you, Erica. Um, if only I'd known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely on Zoom now or listening into the show on the radio. The topic for today is a winning tradition. Today's segment is a, a short wrap-up of the Santa Barbara High during the War Years segments. I realized an interesting connection with a conversation I was having with Twyla Christensen and some of the past advice that I've given, and I wanted to share that, for lack of a better term, aha moment with you. With the ravages and effects of COVID, I, I believe that we've all had the thought of when is this finally going to be over? And will we ever be able to completely recover from it? Well, you may have more power than you think. We hear the term efficacy used a lot uh, about the rate of the different vaccines. Now, if you look up the word efficacy in the dictionary, it's from a Latin word meaning the ability to produce a result or an effect. The only efficacy of the vaccine is it tells your body to defend itself against a specific virus. You your immune system creates the antibodies that actually keep you from getting COVID, not necessarily the vaccine. You've also heard uh, my favorite Henry Ford saying, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So in one of my conversations with Twyla about the impressive performance of the first wartime football team, she said, it was the tradition of making it to CIF playoffs that kept us winning. And I thought, nah, it's not tradition. But she was there. She was a cheerleader and very much involved in, in football. Then I thought about one of my other favorite topics, the placebo effect. You're given a sugar pill that you believe is a new medicine and you have faith that you're going to get better. And many people do from a sugar pill only because they believed they would. So maybe Twyla has a point. Maybe they just believed they could, so they did. Henry Ford may have had something there. If you believe you can, you're right. Uh, the first time the Dons made it to CIF playoffs was in 1929, and maybe they just kept doing better until it became a tradition to be one of the best, if not the best, team in the league. Maybe in spite of the shelling of Elwood bringing the war to their backyard. Maybe in spite of one of the winningest coaches in the history of high school football, Clarence Schutte, being gone and in the Army. Maybe it was just a high school football team that thought they could, so they did. On October 3rd, in the curtain raiser for the first game of the 1942 season, came against the Beverly Hills Normans in front of more than 2,000 fans, the Dons took the 
opening kickoff and marched 80 yards to a touchdown and a sustained drive, highlighted by Cal Rossi's 19-yard pass to Rube Navarro. The drive ended when, with Rossi crashing over the line with an eight-yard gain in the first touchdown in the 42 season. The eventual win sparked the Sunday morning headlines in the October 4, 1942 Santa Barbara News Press, Don Steamroll over Norman's 26-6 in grid opener. So my takeaway from this segment is simply, we'll get over this COVID issue. And if you're a teen, promise you this. If you remain stoic, persevere, believe in yourself, and create a winning tradition, great things will come to you. I'm Ed Langlow, and I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Very nice, Ed. Winning tradition. That's it. Our kids in this town, they're they're definitely, they've got grit, okay? Not worried about them. I have a lot of hope for them. We've been so blessed to have so many amazing teen stars on this show over the last 11 years. So let's enjoy some more new commercials. Don Sanders has got one in in the hopper right now. Let's, Let's take a break. We'll be back with more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Richard Ellsworth, Mountain Stage Healing. We had a a huge show today. Topic was, you know, getting prepared and kids uh, staying focused, staying true. Uh, Touched on ADHD today. How can you help us? Well, the brain is really about creating new pathways and, and new ways of organizing information. And, and that technique that I talked about with, with linking and creating associations between topics is probably one of the most powerful things you can do to, to keep a focus. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, there are certain foods that we can eat that can enhance our focus. Um, we want to make sure that we're eating a steady supply of healthy carbohydrates. And we also want to make sure that we're eating a lot of blueberries. Blueberries is the number one food for focus tons and tons of blueberries. You can put them in your smoothies. You can put them in your oatmeal and a nice chia porridge. Also your omega-3 fatty acids, your polyunsaturated fatty acids. If you need a quick supplement, ginkgo biloba is something that'll really help you uh, work over time. That'll take about probably about two to three months before you notice anything significant, but you will notice a significant difference. Um, and other than that, um, it, it's, it's really just a matter of, of, of training your brain. And, and creating those those positive associations between things. Nice. Woo! Well said. All right. Now we went from the mind. Now we're going into movement. Don Sanders. Yes. Keep your body moving. I'm thinking of young people out there forming, their, forming the basis for your lifetime. And I also want to say keep your body moving as well as doing all these other things that you must do and never give up your own. If any of you ever heard of the musical group, 
Crosby stills in Nash. Your own your own Santa Barbara native son, David Crosby, wrote a wonderful song about someone dreaming on a park bench in a broad highway somewhere, and they were asking, "What am I not doing?" And and like an angel came down in the song and says, "Your voice cannot command. In time, you'll move mountains, and it will come through your hands. So whatever your hands find to do." You must do with all your heart. There are thoughts enough to blow men's minds or tear great worlds apart. A healing touch will find you along that broad highway somewhere and lift you as high as music running through an angel's hair. Goosebumps! All right, speaking of goosebumps, Christine Marie, close out the show. What, what card we got? Oh, oh, well, we picked, I picked the King of Hearts. Where is it? Uh, how appropriate. King of Hearts, which is really, well, the King of Cups, which is really the mastery of the heart and connecting in with the heart and, and the capacity to, you know, he's riding a white horse through the, um, at the ocean, through the water, um, at the beach, and he's holding a cup. And it's really about, you know, the, having the capacity with our physical body, the horse, in a way to really move through and move with those emotions and also to really you know hold our heart so important i, I it, that was so inspiring what you just said don about really letting yourself move and when we move with our heart that's where we know we're moving in the right direction um, our mind is there in highest and best service to our heart i think it's really good to remember that so if, so if your heart and your body want to go somewhere and you feel really inspired and your mind says no it's not logical just saying, you know what, mind, you can make it logical. We're going that way because it can. Cast I want to preach one thing for the word for the week is smile. All right? Yeah. We're going to smile and love our way out of this. Let's stay together. God bless. See you next week. Oh, 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 oh,